Hey there, welcome to Dead and Bored. Hi. A podcast. (laughs) (laughs) A podcast for those that are dead and bored. Yes, I'm Alex. My name is Teresa. Welcome. This is our first episode, our first official episode. Uh, This is going to be our worst episode. It is because we are so trying excited. stuff. <laughs> we are trying stuff. Yeah, we're trying stuff. Essentially, every episode is going to be a different thing. Some will be a part of a series, like this one. Uh, the first episode is going to be about Scream, the first Scream movie. And then we're going to do the rest of the Scream movies. Yes. And then we're going to jump into something else. Yes. They won't all connect. They won't all be movies. They won't all be TV shows. That's just kind of it. We just want to talk about fun, stupid stuff and then in turn be even more stupider yes if possible oh my god it's possible (laughs) that's my goal with this podcast is to be dumb dumb and and have fun and i hope you take this journey with us so with that said join us join us join us well (laughs) (laughs) with that said join us join us on our dumb quest (laughs) oh god damn it that's so hilarious Uh, oh god damn it you went in with the clown. Can't help it. It kills me every time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about you don't want to be obscure. Jesus. Talking about the 1996 movie entitled Scream. A fun romp. The funnest romp. Written by Kevin Williamson and directed by the beautiful, adorable soup dumpling that is Wes motherfucking Craven. Wes E. Craves. Which unfortunately has passed away. So rest in Safe peace. Face. Rest in peace, my good sir. I wish we had a chance to meet him at a horror convention. Oh my convention. god, yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been fucking amazing. It's a shame. Did he ever go to any conventions? <laughs> if he did, it was probably maybe like, like Comic-Con level. Ones? Fuck. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. We, we don't have it. the money for we Comic-Con level. It. <laughs> we Fuck. do like the we D-list celebrities. We don't, <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay for more than like 40 for entry. Yeah, more. Yeah, if it's more than 40, I'm like, We're kind of like, ooh. Because yeah. then you have to pay for the people too. We're not yeah. throwing down $300 just to meet like... Stephen Dorff, you know, <laughs> actually, from I the think, gate. <laughs> I think, first of all, I think Stephen Dorff. He definitely doesn't do that shit. I think it's forty dollars. It's actually no, it, fuck you. That's I think such it is. Bullshit. I think it's. I think he's a reasonable forty because he knows that he hasn't done anything in the bed. So he knows that he can't charge something like a hundred dollars, like say somebody from like Stephen Ewan from The Walking Dead. Oh my god! I think that's his name, right, Stephen Ewan? Ewan? Yen, Yen. I don't know. That guy. He's not a person I follow. <laughs> I'm so used to YouTube videos of being like pointing and be like a picture. This like, person. That guy. Yeah. So much easier. Whatever. Glenn from The Walking Dead. Glenn nailed it. Him and his management could be like, yeah. hey, we're going to charge these little assholes $100 a pop. These idiots are going to line up for you. So, Honjo yes. a pop. Steven Dorff. Definitely not. It's going to be people that are our age and older. <laughs> <laughs> Will it though? <laughs> but also, what about, uh, whatchamacallit? Oh, like Craigie Chefs. All right. Craggy Shaft. Because he was on, what was that fucking show? Seventh Heaven? No, 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 no. He, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. And it yeah. was one of those terrible shows. What's his actual real name? Craig Sheffer. Oh, Craig, that's right. Craig Sheffer. <laughs> He'll always it, be Craggy Chef, though. So. That's the man. Jean Jacket. Ah! So <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, we're actually jumping ahead. We should dedicate an episode about horror movie conventions, conventions. Oh, absolutely. and that's, like that's how idea. they work because it's actually quite interesting. And we've done a bunch of them. And good we have funny and stories. Really bad. <laughs> and we have some good stories, yeah. So sad that we didn't meet Wes Craven. I guess uh, that's like the moral of the story. Moral of the story, Wes Craven, sad face. But we decided to talk about this particular series because apparently I came up with it and then I forgot the reason why. So we're just going to go with that. It seemed like a good idea. Yeah. I was like, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, how about the Scream movies? And I'm like, great. It made sense. A month went by and you're like, wait, I said that? (laughs) Not to say that I would be upset about it. It's just I don't remember the reasoning behind it. You know, 
I think you just picked a movie that we've seen a bunch. It's a short series. It's it's a funny series. The first one's good. And it just gets progressively worse oh, over time. Boy, does it. It's also one of the few horror franchises that the original director did all of them. He did all of them? He did all of them. Isn't that fucking sad? Sometimes you gotta he know a, when to tap he out. He was involved with all of them. Even Steven Spielberg was just like, listen, I'm going to do Jaws 1 and then you guys can go fuck yourselves for Jaws 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. And look yeah. at him. What? He's killing it. Killing it he's right making, now. What is he making? I don't know, but he's killing it. <laughs> he has E.T. Yeah, E.T., that one that one recent movie that just came out, E.T. I was literally going to say The Polar Express. <laughs> was that animated? That was a Tom Hanks one, right? I never saw that shit. I think so. I've never seen it either, actually. Oh anyway, point is, Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. Oh, wow. Nailed okay. it. Okay. Wes Craven. Is he, Wesley Craven. He's Wes Craven. <laughs> he's definitely the kind of person that you'd find in Applebee's and you would totally have a twofer with and it'd oh, be a good time. Oh, 100%. You're having a good time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only guarantee available. <laughs> so with that said, we were kind of going back and forth and like, what's the best way to do this? I imagine that... If you're listening to this, you've already seen Scream and you yeah. know what it is. Yeah. So if for, for any reason you haven't, go watch the movie so you know what we're talking about. Right. And because then come we're back. just going to jump to weird specific details that like stick out to us. Yeah. Because no one wants to listen to us go through all of the details of the fucking movie. Terribly. Yeah. Nobody wants that. We kind of started doing it and then realized <laughs> in 45 minutes in, we, we only got, to got like the scene. third scene. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, it hasn't even been a full 24 like, hours. This is, each episode's going to be nine fucking hours. Nobody wants that. I, I can't, I couldn't even listen to it on the back. I was just like, what am I even saying right now? It wasn't even entertaining. We'll set the scene. Yeah. We'll say that when uh, this movie came out, it was a big deal. Absolutely. Because there was a lot of, I feel like horror movies back in 70s, 80s did very well. When it got to the 90s, it kind of was like, oh, it fell off a little bit. So this is the thing that I think revitalized horror. Yeah. In a way. Was it and because then, the movies weren't good? Or yes. There wasn't any really good horror movies good. in yeah. the 90s. And I feel like this is one of them that kind of catapulted into like, it brought it into like a different genre where anything is possible and anything can happen. Because a lot of times horror movies, and still to, to this day, are very predictable. So this is the first one that was like, oh my God, like you can, you know, expect the unexpected. Yeah. The person that is actually the most famous person. And the most shown on every poster. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. She's the one who gets killed within the first kill. 10 minutes. 12. 12 minutes. Oh, I was, I was two minutes You were off. very close. Yeah, My that bad. first scene is 12 minutes. With that said, it kind of really, I feel like, revolutionized horror in that yeah. way. When it came out, I was 11 years old. It was scary mm -hmm. watching as an adult it's hilarious hilarious because <laughs> you're just like how the fuck do you not see these things <laughs> so it pretty much starts off like a cold open where it's just a sexy drew barrymore like a white blonde bob mm -hmm. walking around with like a little white sweater being yep. all cute and cozy and being like i'm gonna make some popcorn, popcorn night and she gets a phone call. And of course, she's uh, like having like this weird like sexy time with this <laughs> fucking caller thinking that it's this man flirting with her yeah. to only find out that it's just like some weird fucking creep that is going to kill her. Absolutely going to murder her. And in this whole time, she has to play a game, which that's where the whole like invention of like, what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. And that bullshit kind of came about. Which I'm very curious, like. Like the voice changer things. Yeah. How much those like sold or like banned because of this movie. Well, I wasn't. So I didn't realize things like that existed. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that was the intro because it's not like now where you can just Google everything. Yeah. Before then, it's like, oh, you have to see it in a paper. 
or mm-hmm. a movie or some fucking magazine or some shit. Or your friend Carl down the block has it. Right. He's like, hey, my mom lets me get whatever I want. Yeah. Because, you know, they're in a broken marriage and they just try to make me happy. So. <laughs> Too real. Accurate. Um, <laughs> so they just, they get me all the cool toys. And you're like, oh my God, Carl is this thing that changes your voice. And you ask your parents, and like, no, you idiot. Why would we give you that? Exactly. Because you're a fucking moron. Exactly. Don't hang out with Carl. You dumbass. Carl's ass. such a dick. Growing up, I remember Talkboy. But yeah. still then, Talkboy, you Talk- had to record into it and then it would play it back. There was never anything <laughs> that invented that was like, you could talk at the just, same time. It was just like, a that's modulator. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, also, Talkboy was heavily advertised by the home alone movies it was so good though was it actually good did the playback actually sound decent a little bit because i feel like it, it was just such a shitty mi- microphone it, well i mean for what it was at the time it, no, it was okay but it wasn't like something that which we'll talk about in a future movie about home alone 2 oh, we have specifically to. specifically but how he purposely did like the whole like oh my God. And sped, sped out the fucking credit card numbers like that's too good like that's obviously movie magic oh 100 in reality, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then some deep voice. So it was oh, like yeah. a lot of white noise and whatever. The beginning of that movie pretty much catapulted the idea of like, oh my God, these things fucking exist. Yeah, that oh, was exist. Shit. Caller ID got like tripled the sales after the which shit. Which is kind of crazy. Which is hilarious. I love that. But it also, it also becomes standard at some point. Yeah. After. But I think that's what makes this movie truly scary is, is that at that time, we didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah. Like now, if you think about Scream happening in 2020, that would never happen. No. Literally. Because it's like, oh, we tracked his phone. It's him. Yeah. <laughs> Within oh, 10 minutes, apparently, yeah. as opposed to like, like two nights. <laughs> you could locate uh, using your IP address or yeah. whatever cellular plan or any of that shit. It would be just irrelevant. It would be totally fine. Yeah. So for this, you know, it makes sense. So pretty much the whole first 12 minutes is her having a phone call with this man. And then you slowly start to realize that this game is is not really like a fun game. Yeah. It's not a fun, sexy game. It's more of like a horrible traumatic game where she watches her boyfriend get gutted is really fast which is crazy to me because her boyfriend is tied to a chair and like he got the shit kicked out of him easily like he looks he looks fucked up you see like the bruises and cuts and shit on his face but then within a matter of 10 seconds his all of his organs are seeping out of his body (laughs) well she gets the question into the pool (laughs) and then she's like they ask her to turn the light off and then in three seconds yeah. He's, he's like just gutted and empty. And then that's it. He looks like a fucking deflated air mattress. And <laughs> she's just like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I rightfully so. Like that would be my reaction too. But I'd be like, dad, how fast do your fucking organs come out of your body? Like, is it a slip maybe, and slide? Maybe they had like everything tied up. Like, you know how you're trying to get your tooth out? <laughs> so you tie it to the door and you just yeah. slam it closed. <laughs> so maybe they tied up all his organs and then slammed the door. And so basically like, they had laparoscopic surgery. <laughs> You know, and they put a little tiny thread in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now that makes sense. It makes total sense. Because right. it's really, like, door slam, insides, <laughs> all over the, the he fucking, patio. It's like he had an explosion, but in the front. Out of his belly. Yeah. Like, his old everything, giblets, are all gone. All stuff. So that happens, and now um, she is literally fighting for her life. Trying to be like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. My hot boyfriend, Steve, is dead. What am I going to totally do? Dead. And at this point... She realizes that her parents are on their way home, but she doesn't act fast enough 
or it's just maybe a pure coincidence of her parents just being so in love with each other that they don't realize in their peripheral that their daughter is being daughter's... gutted <laughs> literally 15 <laughs> feet away from scared. them now realizing that their daughter is missing they're yeah. in trouble or hurt because they, they could actually like hear her on the phone as they're trying to call the police yeah. um ultimately find her hung up dead from Sprung a tree by the tree but, <laughs> with her but, organs cut out yes but also what i find interesting is the entire like living room area is totally fucked up totally fucked up yeah like shit's everywhere the jiffy pop is all burning and toasty and the smoke in the room the fucking whole like glass sliding door is just shattered because they threw a chair through it and you're like oh no where is she where'd she go they were pretty they seemed calm. a little calm like this this could happen because yeah. like child's a high school kid this is a high school party it's like i'm no yeah no but i think once they realized that the popcorn was burning it was yeah. almost like oh my now this is serious yeah. like casey loved her popcorn uh, she was very serious about the gif and now this gif is on fire and there's no casey and we don't know broken glass who cares you could replace you that you could buy new glass but you can't replace Jiffy you can't place a night <laughs> eating jiffy pop <laughs> That's what we call priceless. That's what we call priceless. Yes. So then that's pretty much how it opens. And then you, like the title card scream. No, oh title card's God. actually first. Oh, title, oh that's right. Yeah. It was like, this was, the, this was the only screen where the title card came first. That's true. And then the cold open Good murder. Good point. Actually, I lied then. That happened, whatever. <laughs> and then now you get into like all what the, is happening. All the everything. You're in this sleepy town called Woodsboro. It's centered around um, this great tragedy that happened a year ago. Coincidentally. Which is our main character, Sydney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell, who is just, just so chipper and eager. She's very chipper. And very excited to be there. And then you find out like she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend's just very greasy looking. Very weird. Skeet's a little a little grease town in this movie. First of all, his name is Skeet. That's his real name. No, no, I know that. But I'm just like, his name is Skeet. I feel like it it makes sense. (laughs) Like his greasiness, his skeetiness. Mm -hmm. It just totally, like the stars align. And I understand why he's so greasy. (laughs) And I feel bad because his character came about before dry shampoo, before actually taking care of yourself. So Before that was cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like he just doused himself in like, what the fuck is that cheap perfume? Like, drop noir. And he was just like, I'm just cool because like, girls really like, you know, dirty, greasy guys. Yeah. Like, I'll look at you with my eyes like almost fully closed and be like, smell me. Seriously. Like, he never opened his eyes fully. He did a few times, but not very often. He only did it when someone was implying something about killing. And then he was just like, (laughs) wink, 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 wink. But you kind of find out like she's in a relationship with this guy who apparently they had like a hot and heavy relationship. But now it's like kind of has like simmered down. You're Mm -hmm. like, well, why has it simmered down? What's happening? Well, her mom passed away. (laughs) Not just passed away. away. Her mom was murdered and raped a year ago. Brutally murdered and raped. Brutally. (laughs) They keep saying brutally murdered and raped. In the town square, I know, there's so much. Which I want to be like, that's even more of a fucked up thing. I know. That you strung up her body in a fucking Times Square for everyone to see. He's all sad faced that he's not getting an over the pants hand job. Yeah. And it's like, dude, mom, mom, mom got murdered. All right, let's let's calm down. So pretty much the premise of this is, it's like, okay, (laughs) I'm sorry that your parents dead, but I also need to be sexually satisfied. (laughs) I need to be serviced. (laughs) And me sitting on my hand making it numb is just not cutting. It's not cutting the dice anymore. Her father, which by the way, it's like nine thirty at night or something like that. Oh, it's definitely it's definitely bedtime for everyone. He is just rocking, rocking a full jean jacket as if he's about to leave the house. (laughs) 
And he's just like, oh, hey, like, you weren't screaming. And she's like, no, daddy, like, ha And he's like, all right, well, I'm going on that business conference at that expo, which you don't know what the expo is for. You don't know details about it. Honestly, by looking at him, I can't even judge what kind of career he's in. Uh, jean jacket tails. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of explains at the end when she's wearing a jean jacket. Uh, and then by, they're and both mean, wearing jean jackets. She is also <gasps> rocking. A jean jacket. So you're telling me that it was just... He's a jean jacket salesman? He was a jean jacket king. He was the jean jacket king of California. That makes sense. That house is beautiful that they lived in. It was a giant fucking house. The outside was jean jacket material. (laughs) Did you see the carpeting was denim? It was jean jacket. (laughs) In my head, all of the whole fucking house is just jean jacket that they were laying on. Oh my fucking God. So the father's like, yeah, I'm staying at the Hilton. Love you. Bye. Deuces. Fucking leaves. Peace out. I'm going to bed in my jacket. (laughs) Literally goes to bed in his jacket. Actually, you know what's kind of weird? Is he one of those people that like doesn't know what like comfy clothes are? Like when I come home, I walk in the door. I fucking go to the bedroom put on pajamas i'm mm-hmm. one of those pieces of shit he's like one of those weird adults that stays dressed the whole time in his own home yeah i don't know i don't trust people I think like least, that I, I honestly <laughs> think he wears a jean jacket when he takes a shower honestly i believe that so he goes whatever he's off being a jean jacket dream somewhere you find out she has a best friend named tatum mm-hmm. who's this cute little blonde haired girl it was basically rose mcgowan before she became i don't know what rose mcgowan is now nobody knows <sighs> but apparently this was her like favorite filming experience really yeah that's good this is like the happiest she's ever been on set oh, that's so sad. which makes me very sad, that's so sad. <laughs> it was so long ago that's so sad she peaked so many, she feels like she peaked she's then. been in so many more movies and it's like mm, that mm. makes me sad Oh. Okay, so Rose... but perky nips the entire movie. Oh, perky the nips is perkiest. Holy shit, they're pointing at you the entire movie. She <laughs> has a boyfriend named Stu. Stu is played by Matthew Lillard. I feel like Matthew Lillard plays the same role in every movie. Well, he actually hated his role. He hated how he acted in this movie. Really? Yeah. He thought it was too over the top. I thought it was really funny. That's exactly what he said. Is some critics hated it, some liked it. Yeah. So, but he he hated it. He also didn't audition for the movie. He, he did it. He was dating someone that did audition, and someone saw him and like pulled him in. They're like, "Hey, like a Barry moment." Yeah, like in Barry. <laughs> who was he? Da- I wonder who. I he- I don't know. I wonder who he was dating. But they were like, "You look like you could be a total like, douchebag. You could be friend. this asshole in this movie. Are you interested?" And sure. he's like, "Absolutely." That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um. And then you meet uh, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. That's also in this little friend group. And Jamie Kennedy is not with, he's not wiped up. He's, he's got nothing except for that, his hand. He's that bonus fifth wheel that hangs <laughs> on the back of the truck. That secretly just wants to fuck all the girls in the group. But, but, but mostly well. Sydney. <laughs> mostly Sydney. He works in a video store and he's just kind of like the sarcastic, he's like, comedic, yeah. I guess comedic wheel in the yeah. group. <laughs> the comedic I'm, wheel. I was just like a fifth, comedic fifth wheel, I guess. <laughs> So we have that. That's your group of, of friends. The movie actually only takes place over a course over of three days. A few days, yeah. It's really short. So the first day, and this is all centered around Sydney's mother's anniversary, which is almost at one year. Yeah. So you have the two murders the night before. Then the next day, it's like she's at school. School, and- then the, uh, what should we call it? 
Can we actually talk a little bit about the school? Oh, absolutely. I've, what I found really weird about the school scenes is that this is not weird in my opinion. That they were interviewing each student, I guess, to see like what the link was or whatever. Like if uh, if they had any motive yeah. to want to kill these two. What I thought was weird is that when Sydney came into the principal's office because it was her turn, that the principal who was played by Henry Winkler, it's a fantastic Henry Winkler, we love him. He's a, a fucking good time. He like touches her face in yeah. such a way that's like but like also, like you would a child, like you if, know, like if that. That was your daughter yeah. or son or something it was weird but also the he did announce the principal announced over the pa i love all of you that is true and it's not like an elementary school this is fucking high school which is kind of really fucking weird yeah but then also in that same breath where he is basically saying that he loves his students, there's another part if we're gonna go a little bit further where i think on the second day okay. That happened, or no, not the second day, the the third day, which is like the final yeah. day. All the kids went back to school, mm-hmm. and then there were kids just running around the hallways with the ghost mask, yeah. killer face, or whatever. And then the they, costumes they do the curfew for the night, right? But like he literally takes the two kids that were like running amok around the school, basically, you know, making Sydney and everybody feel uneasy, mostly Sydney, feel uneasy about it. He is so drastic with them, and like he, cuts up the fucking mask, and he, literally like tries to stab them, cuts the mask up with scissors. Threatens yeah. to kill them and hang them from the goalposts. Yeah. And then expels them. Right. Which is fucking crazy. Which is like, dude, you're, you're a principal. You're a principal. <laughs> but what kills me, though, is that <laughs> once the school is closed and they were like, hey, guys, fucking you guys need to get out of here. The curfew is going to be at 9 p.m., 9 which p.m. to me was weird. It should have been like three or it something. It should have been like six. Like children should not leave their house until yeah. we figure it's it like, out. like go home like you have dinner you go home and you're fucking home Right. six. Was it also home. only the high school I guess or was it like it seemed like the whole town no, had a curfew. the whole town because the some of the businesses were closed. That's true. Like that one guy that was going to skateboard away. Oh <laughs> yeah. The old man that was trying to skateboard yeah, away. I don't know. The way he ran, it looked like he was going to just jump on the skateboard. I think he did. He it went was, on a dolly. Was, <laughs> <and he's> like, <laughs> but what bothered me about the school principal, though, is that once everybody left, he then took the mask because there was two masks. Yeah. He took one. He put one of them on. And he was like wearing it. And, and he was wearing it and just being like, uh, whatever. When I think about it now... Those people that got suspended were the same kids that were in that house. Yeah, they were the first ones to leave when Brandy gets the call that the principal was killed. Yeah. That's why they're super excited. They're like, oh man, we got to see the body. It was one of the kids that got expelled. So I, I, part of me wonders if there were actually more kids in this. Involved? Yeah. Like in the killing? Now I'm thinking about it. Well, there's a big theory that Tatum was involved with Brandy and Billy. Oh, you mean Stu and Billy? Stu and Billy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck Brandy, wow. Randy didn't do anything. No, but Randy get shot. literally did nothing. Um, yeah, that the three of them working together, and then she got killed in the garage in that one scene. And why would they want to kill her if she was involved? I don't know. Maybe they just wanted. Her it's to... it's just a theory. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe because if they got if they had someone that was that close to Sydney, that they could know like like where she is, what she's doing. Uh, she could keep them updated because mm. she would be with her the entire time. Right. Because like the second half of the movie, they're fucking unseparable. Until, you know, she gets murdered and all, all the all And she gets murdered rather quickly, very fast, like... Oh, it's a fast... It's which, fast. by the way, is very quickly, very fast. Same thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> just how fast it was. Basically super fast. That's it was on times was. two. Yeah, it was. <laughs> At least 1.5. When the, the classic uh, garage door murder. 
See, that's interesting. But actually, even if we go before we even get to like that house, because we, we could talk about that house in a second. Yeah, we will. So to me, the school was kind of weird because the principal would like put the mask on and like he was just kind of like really also, I don't know, like, uh, like he was kind of getting into it, too. So no, he was. that's what I liked about the movie is that it was kind of pointing in a way of like, you don't know who it is. Yeah. could be. They really played the it could be anyone. Right. Because the principal was being fucking weird and strange. It could be billy because he's just like so apathetic with life and they're so greasy <laughs> it could be randy because, because he knew they always horror movies talk about like horror that. movies yeah um so it was kind of interesting actually now thinking about it like how smart that was to do oh, that yeah. well it's just like when billy gets arrested yeah uh, from cindy's house because he dropped the fucking cell phone which I think he did it on purpose yeah because that's the perfect setup for if there's more than one killer he'd be in prison right then the actual killer could call which is what happened the right. actual, the other killer called cindy at tatum's, tatum's house. house so like they knew that she was at tatum's house yeah so that's another reason why that blends into tatum Being was in on in it. it um but they also could have guessed because like tatum's literally her only friend that's obviously the they're like, gonna go there so yeah. it's like it kind of works but it also kind of doesn't but it's a smart move because that would make Billy look innocent. So then Billy can get closer to Cindy after she gets out. Yeah. After he gets out of prison uh, because there's the extra killer, which right. is a fucking genius move by a bunch of fucking high school kids. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Totally. For sure. Also, the fact that everyone in the movie is supposed to be like 17 makes it a little crazier because it's a 17 year old killing people. Yeah. Usually it's an adult, an estranged adult. Yeah. Like Jason's mom. Or Michael Myers, who is not seven in the movies. No. He's an adult murderer. Well, he was seven in, in technically, like, yeah, when but he first it, made his first in, kill. In the first... But then he was 21. Yeah, still older. Yeah. Closer to what the actual age of the actors are. Right. 25. 25-year-olds <laughs> playing 17-year-olds. Gotta it's, love it. That's usually the case, though. I, why is it the case? <laughs> that I don't know. Because it's like, why don't they just make them college kids every time? Is college know. not as cool? Well, college is all number two. And that's another story for another day. That is another story. Like I mentioned before, this movie is in the span of three days. And the kind of the first two days is really more just like, you kind of find the background story of Sydney's mom of like, all right, this horrible thing that happened in Woodsboro was, you know, her mother being brutally raped and murdered um, by this person named cotton weary and apparently you find out that sydney was the one to like accuse like point him out point him and out and get send him to the yeah or as uh, what the fuck she's she what did courtney cox say she said oh you got him gassed or something <laughs> like that oh that's i i f forgot to even mention it now within this these two days you also meet another character named gail weathers who is courtney cox and you also meet um david arquette yeah who is, who is uh, Tatum's brother, who is the deputy, deputy of the police department in Woodsboro. Courtney Cox, you find out that there's like a weird history between Sydney and Courtney. Or I'm sorry, I'll call her Gail Weathers. I'm going to confuse her and keep calling her her actual <laughs> real name. Of Sydney and Gail, because Gail it was in the process of writing a book and basically pointing out that, that Sydney was a fucking Sydney liar. Was, Sydney was wrong <laughs> and accused Cotton, Cotton Weary when Cotton was innocent. And Cotton Weary is played by Lee Schreiber, which you only see uh, mere footage of him. Yeah, you see him for like eight seconds yeah. in this one. He plays a bigger role and in later. two and three. Yeah, right? He's, I believe he's in two he, and three. I know three. it's definitely two. I don't remember three. I haven't seen three in so long on purpose. I think three is when he meets his maker. Wow. Spoils. 
Sorry. Spoil- <laughs> a movie a movie series that's pretty much been dead in the water for many, many years. Boy, howdy has it. <laughs> so, so that's when you kind of find out these little backstory things. Like Sydney was under the impression that her mom was an angel, but you kind of are now hearing that Sydney's mom used to like flash her shit she around town. She was a loose lady that liked catching some dick. Yeah. <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong which, with that. Which is cool sometimes. But she was a married lady though. Yeah. And that was looked down upon in Woodsboro because she was a married lady and she was literally sucking all dick. She was getting getting dick. Getting dick at the ice cream shop. <laughs> ice cream, ice cream <laughs> shop. <laughs> ice cream shop. The chilies down in Route 9. The new chilies. Come on. That's why that town. I forgot what I was just going to say. That awesome blossom. That's not the only thing that was awesome. <laughs> The handy Jace, you know what I'm saying? So we have that kind of going on and you find out like all the stuff and now Sydney's starting to realize like, hey, you know, this person that keeps calling me, this killer keeps insinuating my mom fuck maybe it's not cotton weary maybe i put the wrong person in jail yeah. and she mentions this to gail weathers kind of in passing after she punches, punches her in, in the, the fucking face, face. Yeah. and now gail weathers is like literally jerking off being like oh god i can't She's wait like, to literally I'm get cotton weary off and, yeah. and then get him off you know what i'm saying seriously both things so now neb campbell is starting to doubt it and it's this whole big thing now of like oh my god is he really out there uh-uh. and this whole time she's trying to get a hold of her dad and her dad is nowhere to be found so now in the beginning of the movie it's known that her dad is leaving to go to an expo yeah we don't know what expo she literally just says an expo and i'll be at the hilton by the airport yes you don't know what airport you don't, don't know, know what hilton <laughs> so he's literally nowhere as well now the last night that this whole movie kind of takes place is that after the curfew they decide and by they i mean tatum and sue decided it'd be a really good idea to have a party mm-hmm. at Stu's house because Stu's parents are not home and there's safety in numbers essentially yep and with that said even though the chief of police said hey all these kids need to fucking get home there's a town curfew for everyone at nine o'clock he mentions i guess to dewey the deputy like just make sure sydney's okay but condoning i guess that well no technically he didn't know that there was gonna be a party no but he's just like uh, keep your eye on sydney make sure everything's okay right you would think that dewey though would be like hey Hey. this is not a good idea there's a killer on the loose we should stay at home and eat some jiffy popcorn and not burn it and get murdered. Right. But no, instead, I'm going to babysit you guys out here in the middle of the fucking farm country. Yes. But even funnier, when all the shops are closing up, uh, they're shopping at the grocery store getting <laughs> snacks because Stu's like, get food. And then he's going to have the alcohol or whatever. Yeah. But then <laughs> it's one of the scenes where they show someone in the ghost face costume. Yeah. In broad fucking daylight. Yeah the day the curfew starts well that's the thing there were two instances that day yeah where Ghostface popped up in daytime yeah. one it was outside this was the first one tatum's house at tatum's house when they were yeah they were chilling. he was in the woods just like hey i'm like, wearing a black hey. suit <laughs> he growled and then ran away like, <laughs> well they're having a very poignant conversation about cotton about Cotton and how her mom was a slut. And how my, she might be wrong. My favorite line, though, in that whole thing was, like, basically when she was saying, like, you know, you hear a lot of stuff about people around town. <laughs> like, your mom was, like, you know, sleeping around. And after a while, you hear that rich your gerbil story. It kind of must be true. And it was like, wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, you hear it so many times, it must be true. Like, sometimes things like that just don't happen. That's not how rumors work. I was just like, like are you oh, fucking if kidding me? If you hear me? a rumor 60 times, yeah. you believe it. Yeah. Like, Automatically. No. You, that, that's no. not real life. You fucking sheep. Get out of here. Now it's time for the party. Now it's time for the saucy, saucy party <laughs> where there's like literally like maybe 10 kids. So it's like 10 additional yeah. people showed yeah. up. Some, some bunch of randos. Two of the kids that were the ones that were getting expelled. Were there, yeah. And then majority of them were just like randos. Just one-offs that just disappear slowly throughout the movie. Yeah. Because when they go to find the principal's body, it's four of them. Yeah. There's other people somewhere. <laughs> And you don't know where they went. No. They slowly started to like die off. They just leave. And just leave. They're like, they just fucking drink driving over here. Oh, for sure. It's fucking kids. I can't. So how it starts is, is that there's a party going on and then you have um, Sydney and Tatum coming in with their two bags of Tostito chips and fucking frozen pops. <laughs> Ice pops. It and was also, like popsicles. Yeah. <laughs> Hours later. It looks like. Yeah, which was, they, they the purchased sun, it in the daytime. Yeah, the sun was still out. Yeah. It was still light out, and they were buying shit. And then they get there fucking hours later. It's pitch black. Pure night outside. God damn it. And then they bring in some melty, trippy ice pops. Are you kidding me? I didn't. I, I was like, I don't believe this for one, <laughs> one second. Well, the best was also Gail and uh, her cameraman, Kenny, are following them to the party. Yeah. But terribly. So it's this giant white van following their Jeep going to the house party, and they're they're not keeping a distance at all. No. Like, you literally see the car up front. They're in a fucking 1980s news this, van. <laughs> they're in this giant fucking news van slowly creeping on them. And it's like, you know you can see that shit in the rear view. There's no way. It's not like a populated street. It's dirt <laughs> fucking road practically. And no one else is driving right now. Because oh, so, of the fucking curfew. That's what I didn't get. But it's actually a blessing in disguise. Even though she just wanted to catch the scoop or whatever. She wind up actually being an integral being part. Actually helpful. Yes. The party's happening. Everybody's, you know, whatever. Like teenage drinking and blah, blah, blah. Drinking Budweiser. And then the first death of the night happens. And yeah. that's for our poor girl Tatum. Poor nips tatum justice for tatum she got fucked in that one she basically got sent to the garage to go get some beers by stew by stew which i imagine it was probably billy that killed her yeah i think that's the thing you never know who kills who yeah. in this you can only just kind of suspect you um, can guess but there isn't like a huge height difference no and like to where you can ever like compare no, no, no there's no like signs or like voice Nothing. Even though you hear like grunting, but it sounds like both of them. Like yes, every time they did a very smart job yeah, of, of they did disguising job that. anything that could sound like one of them. She so gets much. murdered horribly. Oh my god. Garage door. R.I.P. Which, by the way, I'm sorry though. <laughs> like she had ample opportunity. Well, she because she got him really good with the fucking with beer the bottles. bottles. Oh, absolutely. And then she flipped him like a fucking table. Yeah, onto the stairs, and then just runs away. Which to me, I'm like, girl, yo, you have fucking two I, there was at least two or three bottles that were not broken you could have easily smashed it over his fucking face but that's not and disabled him that's not horror movies no 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 i know but i'm actually kind of surprised because she was someone that fought back yeah and she was just like no i'm a fucking woman and, and i was just like okay cool but then she got stupid and thought oh i could fit my big titty ass in that fucking <laughs> cat door it wasn't even a dog door it was a cat it was, door yeah, it was a cat and she somehow wound up getting her titties through, she which was pretty through. fucking amazing. Somehow. She couldn't get the rest of her body in. But what I didn't understand is how did that even happen? Like the, the garage door. Like how like did it, it was able to hold that, that much, much weight. weight? I don't know. I don't, I feel like that wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like some would 
She was probably 100 automatically pounds. Automatically go, oh, yeah, yeah. She's probably like 100, 110 pounds. She was very light. She was yeah. a very tiny girl. Like, I feel like the garage would, like, slow. If if it still went, it, it would, would slowly go up down. and then probably go down. If anything, I could see it crushing her if she was laying on the floor. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't see it fucking kicking it up. I don't see it that much force going up. That and, like, she's kind of hanging. Yeah. But she could have slipped out i feel like she could have just slipped out she could have but maybe her titties were so pointed oh, because of yeah, those nipples right. those they nips just couldn't were <laughs> pointed right back. at the camera so they probably prevented the escape probably what happened yeah that does make sense yeah so she unfortunately dies nobody in this party of crowded people hear her get murdered because and she's fucking screaming too yes it's not like oh uh, no, god no it's <laughs> like losing her mind screaming as anybody yeah. would about it's to like, get fucking crushed yeah they're like playing music and watching movies and shit but yeah. you can hear someone scream also the fucking the lights like short circuiting yeah. out wouldn't the rest of the power because of wouldn't that happen there are a lot of little things that you're like, it's are you fucking kidding me? Our movie logic. Yeah. She's dead. Nobody bothers to ask where she is. Nobody <laughs> even looks for her. <laughs> no, Stu, obviously, like, I mean, Stu obviously knows she's dead. Nobody ever went back out to the garage to go get beer. Yeah, because she went to get it, get beer, and then, yeah, no one else ever. Nobody ever, after that, nobody was like, you know what, I gotta go to the, out to the garage to get, get beer. I some beer. Maybe they didn't, they didn't know it's because they're stupid. That could be, I mean, she was hanging there. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> so nobody got beer, nobody cared or whatever, and, and the rest of the party is just like kind of happening. It is chilling. And that's when Courtney, oh God, I keep saying Courtney Cox. Gail. That's when Gail Weathers now is like kind of canoodling yeah. with Deputy Dewey and like they're just flirting up each other's yeah, assholes. They oh. like the fastest from like, I've never met you before. Yeah. To we're instantly flirting. And I want to eat your ass. It's kind of crazy how uh, painfully accurate that is. But then they actually get married in real life because I know. of that movie. They fell in love. So it's kind of sweet. And so the ass eating was true. What? Divorced in 2013. Well, that's besides the point. We're I talking know. about love in 1996. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad length of a relationship for Hollywood peeps. No, it's actually, it's actually um, pretty solid. two lifetimes, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So they're canoodling, but he decides, you know, Dewey decides, I'm just going to go into this house party just to be like, hey guys, you know, I'm here protecting you guys. Yeah. I'm keeping an eye on you. Also going to bring Gail Weathers because she's a hot piece of ash. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I always think of fucking um, Chris Farley. You know, hot piece of ash. Um, I think from Billy Madison. Her, her motive for going to the, uh, the party is she's going to drop a hidden camera. Yeah. In the living room. Yeah. So she can spy on the kids and what's going on. And she puts a giant camera. While everyone's looking at her because they're like, oh my God, Gail Weathers is at my party. <laughs> oh my God, I love your show. And she just walks over to the TV that everyone's looking at. Yeah. They're looking at her or the TV. And she just fucking just whoop, just giant fucking camera. Yeah. And just, it's like, hmm, got it. Yeah. And then they just leave. That's it. She goes back to the van to watch the footage. Deputy Dewey just goes back to his car and probably jerks off thinking about her. Prop. She sits with her cameraman who she berates multiple times the about being, movie. saying that he's obese pretty much, even though he is basically what we would call average today. <laughs> back in the 90s, that was obese. That was definitely <laughs> TV fat 90s edition. So that's really what happened. But then you find out that 
I guess the important thing to note is that you find out that that camera has a slight delay. Yeah, it's a 30 second delay. Yeah. Because you know it because you're like, oh, it's a 30 second delay. Then they kind of like look at the look at the camera. They're like, oh, like, wink, wink, nudge, uh, nudge. You'll see later. <laughs> so now through the course of this movie, um, the party is still roaring on. Mm-hmm. And now Billy shows up. Billy shows up. Again, Sydney doesn't ask about Tatum, could care less about Tatum. Because Billy's too busy distracting her with his greasy penis yes now sydney is like you know i feel bad i painted him as the fucking candy man i literally said that he tried to murder me but he didn't obviously he loves me he wouldn't say the things that he said if he did love me i'm gonna go upstairs to Stu's parents room and i'm going to fuck him finally but what kills me though is that the whole movie any chance he could get billy he's like hey i want you to know that i am here for you mm-hmm. but it's been a year that your mom got brutally murdered and raped the, the one scene Can in you school get over it he literally says hey it's been a year you need to get over your mom getting raped and murdered i'm sorry brutally raped and murdered before you yell at me <laughs> and you just need to you know put out but because like this is billy oh my god yeah my mom left me too like my mom was in a relationship with my dad and then she left and abandoned me yeah and then sydney's like yeah at least your mom breathes (laughs) my mom's in a coffin toad's dead okay bro and he's just like, yeah, but like, you should just get over it because she's never coming back. <laughs> it was so. And he, he even said, I guess that was a bad analogy. It's like, no shit, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's alive. <laughs> Might as well just say that. You should get over it because like my dog <laughs> ran away once and then the, my dog came back. Okay. And I was sad. But then when my dog came back, I was happy. And I got over it. So you need to get over it like I did and immediately see. right when my dog came back. And please sit on my face. Uh, yes. <laughs> 69s so now she's in the bedroom she sees him in a different light it's a little sexy it's a little moody and she's like you know what you're right i am gonna get over my mom's brutal death and rape (laughs) and i'm gonna fuck you yeah but what was creepy about it is is that they were kind of like hugging and they were like whatever and she's like sometimes i just want my movie to be like a which is the most disgusting like it made my skin crawl because he was like what 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 would you just say? Do you want to like corner movie? Like, uh, we're not cousins <laughs> or step family, so it's not gonna work. And she's like, I think I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for like you to like put it in me. Pound town. More than just a finger. And then they have sex. Yes. And while this is going <laughs> on, then you find out the infamous rules of how yes. to survive a horror movie, which is rule number one: you do not. Oh, what was it? Rule no, number you... one: you abstain from sex. Yeah, no sex. Number two, two abstain from alcohol, drugs, which is tied to number one. Yes. And number three, you never say, I'll be right back. <laughs> which is actually very true, I feel like, in most horror movies. But also, uh, in uh, Halloween 2, didn't Jamie Lee Curtis drugs? It, but not on her own accord. Like, she got stabbed, and then they gave her a sedative at the hospital because she didn't fuck anybody. No, it was true. a nurse that got fucked, and well, she was trying to get fucked in the jacuzzi. Yeah, she definitely was trying to catch some some D's. and said she catched a lot of Murder. hot knife. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> like butter through yep. her skin, through her. Yep. But no, no, no. Jamie uh, Laurie Strode, she was hopped up from sedative because they were just trying to make her calm down, yeah. and the doctor was just coming from a Halloween party and he was drunk, so he didn't know what else to do except give her a sedative and say like, "We'll call your mom tomorrow." Mm-hmm. She'll come pick you up on November first. Quality <laughs> here, trick or treat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
But so now they're having sexy pound town. Oh, pound town. And now people are slowly leaving Dis- the house. Disappearing from the party. Like Stu actually never comes back. He Stu doesn't come back. Ever. He doesn't come back. And now they're yeah. all drunk. Mm-hmm. So Randy, Jamie Kennedy is on the couch. All the people, the, all the other boys that were there, they get a phone call that now the principal's dead. Yeah. So they're going to go. They immediately run out of the building, go drunk drive, almost hit Dewey Dewey and Gail with their car. And the only reason why Dewey and Gail almost get hit by the car is because Dewey got a call from the chief saying like, hey, there's a car near Stu's house. He gets a hot tip. There's an abandoned car. Yeah. By that house. So I guess actually the chief of police must have known that they were having a party. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. So I guess the chief of police was okay for some kids to not be on curfew. <laughs> but the other ones get your ass Absolutely in Absolutely not. You get in your house and you stay there. They almost get killed by the, all these little kids drunk driving or whatever. Because they wanted to see Henry Winkler yeah, gutted, gutted on a fucking goalpost. But also, house. they just happen to jump down a hill yeah. and look what's on the, the right side of them. Oh, a car. And whose car does whose that belong to? Whose car is it? Jesus dad. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, <laughs> that was louder than I thought it was going to be. I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Apparently. So now they're like, oh my God. By the way, like when they fall down the hill. Yeah. They Gail is the on one. Top. They're like inside each other. Oh, they're inside. Gail is literally like, I only am doing this because I just need the story. I'm not here to fuck you. Finds the car technically. But Dewey is like, I have been looking I love for you, you my whole life. They were love at first sight. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. So finding the dad's car was a big deal because he was the prime suspect. Yeah. Because all the phone calls that were made to um, Barrymore's character in the beginning. As well as Sydney. As well as Sydney at night. Was coming from. Was coming from his Neil cell Prescott. phone. Was it Neil Prescott? Uh, sure. Mr. Prescott. Mr. Daddy. Papa Prescott. Jean Jacket King <laughs> of Northern California. Papa Prescott himself. Mm-hmm. So that eliminated the prime suspect. So that means the killer was still out there. Yes. Dramatic. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like uh, Eric Matthews from that one fucking Boy Meets World episode. Oh, where that. all the killer, like, in the school. But it was just, a, like, a life lesson about, like, growing up or some stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, because Sean just wanted Topanga and Corey to be together. Oh, my God. I love that episode. Anyway. Fucking that episode. Dun, dun, dun. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. So now, Sydney's like, I'm freshly deflowered. Fresh. Literally combing her hair with, with Stu's, someone, Stu's mother's fucking brush which i was like ew bitch finds on the night so she said i'm gonna comb my hair post coital activities and yeah. skeet's just in the corner on the floor looking like a fucking creep i don't know why he's not sitting on the bed like putting his shirt on like a normal person yeah, instead he's, he's like, like cowering he's in the like corner. in the corner like, like sitting on his butt like just like hey i'm bummy I just ejaculated her. Which is really funny because Sydney, I love how Sydney's just like, you know, yeah, I actually thought about something really funny. And he's just like, what's that? It's like, would it be really funny, actually, if you called me while you were in jail, like, to throw me off? Like, that would have been really funny, huh? And then he gets all serious. He gets like, what what can I do to prove to you that I'm not the killer? And at that very moment, moment. the door opens behind him. And then there is someone in a mask. Ghostface killer guy. Yes. Comes in, stabs Billy multiple times. Oh my god. The tides have turned. Now Sydney is running for her fucking life. Yes. Mind you, what is going on, I believe, downstairs is They're watching. Oh, it's just Jamie. No, Jamie Kennedy is it's literally just hanging out just watching, Jamie watching Halloween. Halloween by himself. Yeah. So he doesn't hear any of this he because the TV is that loud? 
It's loud, but there was no sound bars back then. <laughs> there wasn't surround sound. <laughs> it was nineteen ninety six. There was no surround sound. <laughs> Tube televisions did not get that loud. Okay, no, guys. it never got that loud. No. Even with fucking music blasting, it wasn't that loud. <laughs> so she's literally running and screaming around the house, yeah. like, like oh my upstairs, god, like stomping around. Yeah. and and she was shit wearing and... boots. Yeah, she's wearing boots with that jean jacket. I know, and she was like, "Come, come, 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 come," and still Jane Kelly's like, "Oh my god, I'm just watching this movie." Big tits, like whatever. Yeah, still, yes. no one asking for Tatum. Not a single person who wanted <laughs> to stare at her nips pointing back at them. She winds up getting into the attic. Nev Campbell. Yeah, gets and... in the attic. Fucking climbs out the window. Yeah, climbs out the window, and she falls onto a boat. Boat that is somehow like dry docked with... boat. It's covered with pillows. <laughs> She doesn't break it, anything. It's soft when it would literally it would murder her back. Murder her instantly. Because she fell from a second story window. Yeah. And the reason why she fell from the second story window is because that was the only way that she could get out of not getting killed by yeah. the, the ghost face guy. It's the only ledge. Available. And ghost face guy actually wound up breaking into the attic space and grabbing onto her. And that's why she fell out the window. And yeah. Whatever. So now she gets up off the floor because she fell and she sees that Tatum, our beautiful, wonderful Tatum, is now squished. Yep. She like finally finds a plastic finds... Barbie doll in a fucking. <laughs> Um, in a vice garage door and now she's spending her time just running around doing whatever frantically well this is that one car scene yeah sydney then has really nowhere else to go so she runs directly to the news van mm-hmm. the news van the cameraman is there and yeah. he's like oh my god like, like fucking come in we're gonna yeah. like make sure that you're okay what do you mean there's a killer what the fuck yeah so then they look at the camera they see the killer right behind randy yes which you saw 30 seconds ago right so Kenny gets out of the van and he's like, fucking delay, blah. And then they, they watch the ghost face person just run off frame. So then Kenny turns around and slice. Slice. Murdered. So then, of course, well, what does he say when he gets stabbed? He's the only person he says, that says anything. Close the door. <laughs> he literally whispers because, you know, his throat was slit. Close the door. And she was like, what? what? and then closes the door Mm because it clicks clicks in her brain yep and instead of trying to drive away or anything like that Mm -hmm. she just there's a hole i guess in the back of the van she shimmies her way and at that point um i guess the door's in lock or whatever because the killer got into the van tried to also go through the little same shimmy way couldn't because he's too big he's a big boy and now she's literally running down you know the the road wherever Stu lives and is flailing Flailing her arms in her jean jacket that's a fucking looking great looking great jean jacket Black jeans, little booties. She was looking fabulous. She's killing it. Her hair nicely coiffed because she used to do some mom's fucking brush. She looked good. <laughs> so now, fucking Dewey. I don't know how they didn't meet they up. Run into each other. I but know. But I think I think Sydney then like she like jumped a fence and then she was running in a field at one point yeah, or whatever. That's true. She did jump a fence somewhere. So you had Dewey and Gail now running back to the house being like, oh my God, Sydney's dad's the killer. What the fuck, y'all? Gail goes to his news van. Dewey then goes to the house to try to corral the kids together. Mm-hmm. Little do they know, there's no No kids, one there. Except for a dumbass Randy that's yelling literally at TV, like yelling at idiot. a TV. Now you find out Gail is stepping in blood. He then starts to realize that the cameraman is on top of the truck, <laughs> which after yelling at him throughout the course of the movie, calling him a fat ass, she's just like, I'm really sorry, but you need to get the fuck off my hood. And like the body then flails. Flies into a wooden fence. And breaks it because he's so fat. Ruins it because as she said so many times in the movie, he's so fat. He's so fat. What the fuck? 
Now she is screaming because mm. it's covered in blood. Everything, her life is ruined. She sees Sydney She's down the road flailing. Apparently going a thousand miles an hour. Apparently. Then Sydney runs in the way. So flailing arms like, oh my God, help. Don't hit me. And then turns off the road. Never hits the brakes. No. Just, I think she just keeps punching it. She does. Until actually. she drives into a tree. Yes. And then you're like, All She's right. dead. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> so now Sydney's like, fuck. Okay, so she runs back to the house and she's looking to find somebody. Yeah. And she winds up running into, oh, actually, even before that, uh, Randy wakes up out of the stupor. Mm-hmm. And actually, before even Gail almost hits Sydney, tries to get oh, her attention. Oh, runs up to the van. And, and he, she just hits, she hits him, him with a phone. In the phone. <laughs> right in the fucking face and knocks his ass down. So that's actually a side point. So now Sydney's running back to the house being like, ah, shit, I got nowhere to go. Dewey's walking yeah, around the yeah, house. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He comes out, he's like, Sydney? And then he has a knife in his back and he falls down. Yeah. And then um, the killer with the knife comes towards her. Yes. Then she jumps in that car that's right there. Yes. And locks them with the little push locks, rolls yes. up the window. And then he's like, I have the keys, dummy. And then he just like creeps down and disappears. Right. And then opens the uh, the trunk, the back door, and sneaks in somehow. <laughs> yeah, he snuck <laughs> really in somehow. Quietly. And like, yeah, because he didn't actually even make the car jerk or anything no. like that, which was weird. It's also like when you click the like the back door button, it goes, Goof, and it's, it's never that fucking quiet. Well, is it, was it, now I'm thinking about it, did Dewey then came later because... I think the whole car scene happened. She jumps out of the car and then I think she, or because that's when Randy and Stu show up when she gets out of the car. Okay. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because he, that, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Because Dewey collapsed first and yeah. then the killer takes the knife out of takes his back. Takes the knife out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then Randy and Stu show up and are yelling like, oh my God, help. Yeah. Oh God. He's the killer. He's the killer. He's the killer. He's the killer. He's Classic the killer. He's the killer. like yeah. Looney Tunes style. Yeah. He did it. No, he did yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, she. She takes the gun she from t- Dewey. <laughs> she takes the gun from Dewey's corpse. Yeah. And is just like, fuck you both. Closes the door. Yeah. Locks herself in. They're both screaming and hollering. And yeah. she's like, I just want everyone to go away. Now it's past midnight. It's the anniversary of her mom's brutal rape and murder. Rape. <laughs> yes, there it is. And who Who comes? starts stumbling down the stairs? Billy. Billy. Good old Billy. Stab- covered in blood. Stabby Billy. Covered in blood. Probably smells like smegma. Oh my God. Because he hasn't he taken a shower in seven years. Definitely shit his pants a little. <laughs> He rolls, he just literally rolls, rolls down, the, down stairs. the stairs. And he's like, Sydney. Help me. <laughs> I love you. She then. This is why I don't get it. It makes no sense. She then helps him up. They go to the door and she, he's just like, hey, I got stabbed three times. Give me the gun. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> okay. As someone who wasn't stabbed. <laughs> As a person who has not been stabbed yet. Yeah. I'm going to give you the gun to the person that has been stabbed three times. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like, what? No. I'm sorry. Who? Yeah. And no, what no. are you smoking? No. Please share. So then Billy opens the door for Randy and lets him in. And Randy's and like, Randy's oh, like my oh my God, everyone's going crazy. And then Billy fucking shoots Randy. Yeah. He like gets that little coy oh smile. Oh my God. He, he gets like, like, he's like, stands super up straight. Creep side eye. He's like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We all go a little crazy sometimes. Blam. Bam. Blast Randy. Randy fucking flies three feet into some fucking. I know. <laughs> he breaks table. a fucking a giant wooden table yeah, that looks just, like it hurts. He flies right into it and he's out. 
just dead. Done. Well, you think he? Well, well no, he looks dead. We're gonna say dead until they show back up. Yeah, because they shot him in like the upper chest, yeah. shoulder area. So you're chest like, shot. Oh, fuck. He yeah, could be dead. he flies into a fucking table, and you're like, cool, dead. No, she runs, and then Stu blocks her in the doorway. Yeah. And uses the voice modulator thing and says, "Hello, <laughs> hello." <laughs> Honestly, I hello? I really wish we could. We need to re-edit it. it yeah, and so add that. Hello, hello, hello. Um. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, no. And then you pretty much find out. Everyone, oh, no. I'm sorry. When I watch movies, everyone's Kermit. Okay. I love it. I love They're it. They're like, oh, Miss Piggy. Oh. Oh. So then they find out that Stu and Bailey are both the killer. What? Huh? What? Who? I don't even understand. I know. Crazy. And then, which, this is the, always the downfall. The, the weakest part, like, it's great that they explain it for the audience. So you're yeah. like, oh, that was pretty smart. Yeah. But it's the dumbest because of all the planning they did, Billy getting arrested and doing that shit, covering their asses so well. Yeah. They then do the super villain monologue fucking mistake where they explain their entire plot, what they're doing, what they're gonna do. And then the worst part is their plan is they, uh, oh, they also have Sydney's dad yes. tied up. And fucking duct tape all around his mouth, which has got to be sexual. the worst. Yeah. And yes, definitely a ball gag in there. Their plan is to kill everyone, have Sydney's dad shoot himself in the head, and then they both stab each other, yeah. and then they survive, and then they plan the sequel. Exact quote from Stu. Exactly. Their downfall was they start stabbing each other before they kill anyone else. Way too early. Yeah. Which was kind of really strange. But actually, here's the thing. that Even before it, you kind of find out the reason why. They yeah, this whole they thing. explain that as well. And Billy's just like, which it actually looked like it surprised Stu because he didn't look like he was just like, oh, that happened. Billy did it because apparently his mom left because Sydney's mother was fucking his father. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. It's all about getting dick. All about getting dick. But the worst part though <laughs> is that they both, <laughs> Stu and Billy were saying to Sydney, like, listen, your mom was flaunting her shit all around town mm-hmm. all right like she was sharon fucking stone but she ain't sharon she ain't stone. sharon stone <laughs> which really it's just like thank by the way guys you raped and murdered brutally my mom right you brutally raped and murdered my mom and then, but then they, you called her ugly on top then, of that and then on top of that they admit <laughs> to framing cotton yes they were like, like it was so easy was to frame e- cotton. we watched a few movies and we figured it out yeah so they admitted to framing cotton killing Killing and brutally raping the mother. That. And then murdering all these people. Yeah. Because it was easy. Because, yeah, it was easy. It was easy. And, and all because her mom was loose and my mommy left me. Yes. Because he was a mama's boy. He was at the such end a, a stupid mama's boy. He was. And so Sydney's kind of like, are you fucking kidding like, me? Are you fucking serious Which is right even now, more bro? worse. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck is this going on? Okay. So while they're monologuing, once you get the whole plan out, Billy stabs Stu. Yeah. And then... Uh, in retaliation because he stabbed him a little too hard. Yeah. So he, uh, Stu then stabs Billy. Way too hard. A little too hard in the side. So then Billy stabs Stu again. Way too hard. Way too hard. So Stu's a little fucked up right now. Because he got stabbed a little a extra. A little woozy. A little woozy here. <laughs> so he's a little fucked up right now. So then something happens. The gun is missing. Where's the gun? I don't know. Houston, we have a problem. Which Actual has quote. A, a great line. And it was improvised. Which is amazing. And Wessie liked it. So guess who comes out of nowhere with the gun? Gail. 
fucking, fucking Weathers. Oh my god, you thought that bitch was dead in a truck? Nah, bitch. False. She was not dead. She was <laughs> fucking looming around without shoes on, walking around <laughs> on a dirt road. There she is, and she's like, you know, you know what I like to do is that here's the ending of my story. I'm gonna foil your little plan and save the day. And which and then is just like, I like that. I line. know, which I feel like that was Nev Campbell's way of being like, sorry, I punched in the face yeah, after I call me mom a slut. I get you, bitch. <laughs> but you know, you still could have not, you know, monetized my mom getting raped and murdered. But still, details. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> so that happens, but unfortunately, our good hero Gail does not. not she no, has the fucking uh, the safety, safety lock on. She's so. also shaky hand. She's like, <laughs> she's like, duh. duh. <laughs> Dead. but no, then <laughs> he boot kicks her like all force fucking kicks her fucking mule kicks her into the fucking pillar yeah outside excuse me and then lays on top of dewey and falls right into dewey yeah right like in this adorable nook. little nook which is how they fell in love i know <laughs> from that scene by this point now billy was about to kill gail like shoot her yep. and then when Stu turns around to look Stu's for sydney like, hey check this out she's sydney? not there where's daddy sydney and daddy are gone uh-oh what happens now exactly so then they start looking now and it's a cat and mouse game it is a cat and mouse and guess what the cat starts calling on the oh, phone so using good. the voice modulator that they put in papa's pocket so good to frame that poor man i know so then sydney starts haunting him and they're like fuck you except for Stu, because Stu's. <laughs> fucking he's an angel he's he's like hello <laughs> that's my favorite is when he <laughs> billy passes to the phone and he's like hello actually i liked when it started ringing and he just looked at me and went should it go to voicemail <laughs> it fucking made me laugh oh so my God. billy's angrily like looking around like where the fuck is oh he's like bitch bitch yeah, <laughs> just he says bitch so many times in this part and then the best line in the movie. Oh, yeah. The best. When Billy Hands throws down. the phone into Stu's back, which actually happened. He actually threw the phone into his back and he yells, You hit me with the phone, dick. Best line best in the whole line fucking movie. movie. Also improvised. But it's definitely the best line in the fucking movie. So it's good. so good. It's fucking great. So then Billy goes over to the closet she is in yep. and stabs him with an umbrella. Which is kind of funny because it also at the same time, the movie Halloween is on in the background and it's the same scene. And it's the same scene where he's breaking into the closet, the closet and, and she, she stabs him in the eye, in the eye with, with the hanger. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a nice little play. So again, it was like a nice little Easter egg. There's that they so many of those in this fucking movie. It's crazy. Uh, she gets him, him wounded pretty hard. Yeah. because she, she got him good. In the stab mark or whatever, she put like a, a piece of umbrella in i guess mm -hmm. and then that's when Stu regains some strength a little and then tries to fucking murder her in the living room or the study if right you will. which was kind of uh interesting because it did not go as well and basically his head got crushed by a jellyfish <laughs> which i think is actually very reminiscent to a kill that happened in a nightmare on elm street movie yeah, I think where so, right? like a TV dropped on someone's head, and yeah. then she's—I think the line was the ad lib. The ad lib line for that one was like, "I always had a thing for you, Sid, and in your dreams." Yeah, as she killed him. Yep, which I thought was kind of cool. references are crazy in this movie. Yeah, it's really awesome. And now she's like, "Oh my god, great!" But uh, Randy now pops back oh, to life. Randy's like, "I'm alive!" <laughs> and as soon as he says, "I'm alive," Billy then fucking cold cocks him. In the oh my god. <laughs> Punches him right in the fucking face. He's down again, presumably dead. dead. <laughs> as far as we know, dead. And now he's attacking Sid, literally choking her out mm -hmm. when uh, Gail comes to the rescue. Pops in, 
caps his ass. And then immediately Sydney just and gets up Sydney, and grabs the gun from her. A 17-year-old <laughs> high school girl yeah. grabs the pistol out of an adult, air quotes, news reporter yeah. who just shot someone, walks over to Billy, and then they all huddle up around Billy. And Jamie Kennedy is like, this is the part where they pop back up for one last scare. And he goes, Bleh! And she shoots him. And she fucking no scopes, blasts him right in the forehead. Just, it was oh. a perfect shot. She like quick draw, just like, pow. Perfect shot. My favorite thing though is that she's like, not in no. my movie. <laughs> it's like, and oh. everyone's like, okay, uh, bitch. I think okay. even Randy would have been like, all right. All right. But my favorite is when her dad, who is still like oh, tied up, gagged and fucking, fucking flies out of the closet. And she's like, <laughs> daddy <laughs> like or dad dad you're embarrassing me in front of my friends oh my god that was so crazy that's so funny and then that's kind of how the movie ends yeah. and then of so course it cuts to like the them next that morning taking dewey away in the stretcher yeah yeah because dewey's alive dewey's alive and then gail is literally getting the hot footage yeah. of this fresh crime scene yeah fresh she has a, a whole new 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 crew just, new crew just recording just like hey action and she's going and she's like, let me tell you about the night at this house. <laughs> In an active crime scene, I'm going to walk my shitty Louboutins all over this <laughs> fucking place. Where there's still fresh dead bodies. It was so weird. You know, I, I was like such a weird ending. It really was. And then Ed credits. Yeah. Honestly, I I personally have really always enjoyed that movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Oh, it's, it's a say. great movie. Um. It was uh, watching it now as opposed to watching it as a kid. I think it still holds up, but it's shit that would not fly in 2020. Like that whole oh, story yeah. would not happen. No. I feel like it'd be way more depraved now. No, 100%. Um, for sure. There would be more like to like the raping and blah, blah, blah. Oh, bullshit. yeah. People love rape as a plot device in horror movies. It's so love fucking it. stupid. <laughs> Actually, I feel like Scream 4 is, well, when we get to Scream 4, I feel like that's going to be a little bit more. Yeah to now like how that could fly now potentially yeah, that one's slightly but i mean that was more recent so it kind of yeah. makes a little more sense oh I yeah guess, but yeah that's scream it was a great movie i uh, loved it funny story yeah dewey was supposed to die was he really yeah the test audience really liked him so wes kept him alive oh that's awesome yeah so he was supposed to be a one-off and dead interesting yeah totally interesting and he was also supposed to, he auditioned for Billy's character. Oh, I couldn't see that. Because Dewey's character was supposed to be, like, not a weenie. He's supposed to be, like, a more manly buff guy. Uh, but they rewrote the part for Arquette. Got it. Yeah. Got it, got it. Which got is it, really got funny got when you think about it. Also, that Dewey could have been dead. Yeah. If they didn't make there any more movies. I Dewey, think Dewey dying would have been a perfect, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's actually funny because him being alive actually got him more money. I know. Because he was throughout the whole series. He stayed in. Now, Scream 2, we'll get into that in the oh, next episode. Will. But that one is just... We'll, not, get, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about Yeah, we'll that. talk about that. That's, a, that's another story for another day. <laughs> and the reason, the main reason Courtney Cox auditioned for Gale was because she wanted to play a bitch after playing whatever her character in Friends. Interesting. Yeah. So in Friends, she's she was, kind of more of like a nice, neurotic exactly. kind of character. She wanted to take a break from the nice person and wanted to be a, like an actual bitch. She winds up being like, she is a bitch, but she winds up being bitch, like, but, kind of like a boss-ass bitch yeah, a absolutely. little bit. A boss. She's a boss-ass bitch. I respect <laughs> her. <laughs> Billy Loomis, you know yeah. what else auditioned for him? Who? Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Yeah. Joaquin? Uh, oh, that would have not looked good. I know. No, I can't imagine no. that. No. Um, Stu, alternative, Freddie Prince Jr. So Freddie Prince, I feel like Freddie Prince Jr. got the role of I still know. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. It's like they almost were like, you didn't get this one, but we'll give you we'll this give one the instead. Next one. But 
also funny story yeah the football player in the beginning yeah they gave him that part because they didn't give him billy oh and west picked uh skeet because he kind of had a a johnny depp young johnny depp vibe oh okay. from nightmare yeah i could see that yeah. i could totally see that until the second half of the movie where he's just fucking he just looks like a grease town. monster yeah like he's just been working it in and out way too many shifts and you know who else auditioned for sydney who melissa joan hart oh god <laughs> Brittany murphy oh Brittany murphy r.i.p r.i.p Brittany murphy uh, keep on living Brittany murphy um uh, for randy yeah Reckon Meyer. I can't picture that. He's too short. Jason Lee. Interesting. I know. I think I would have liked Jason Lee. Jason Lee would have been. I feel like. Okay, so it would have just been Brody from fucking Mallrats. Exactly. It could have literally been been the same universe. Fucking Banky. Like, (laughs) or there was Banky. Banky was the Banky was in JSL. Yeah. Yeah. Or chasing Amy or whatever. Oh, Um, that's interesting. You know who turned down Sydney? Reese Witherspoon. I know. I know. She would have been not a good Sydney. I, I can't I, picture her. I can't Sydney. picture either. But I mean, maybe I, young her would have would have fucking went for it. Yeah. Two more for Gail Weathers. Brooke Shields. I could see that. She was almost cast because Janine Garofalo turned it down. Really? Yeah. They were gonna give it to Janine Garofalo. Mm-hmm. But she turned it down. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's crazy. I can't just picture try. I, I can't picture. I can't picture not Nev Campbell as the lead actress in these movies. No, I can't. Honestly, I think no. she did a great job. She did. The movie, good or not, I think she did a really good job. I really enjoyed her. I, I think everybody, especially in the first movie, I think everybody played their role yeah, incredibly abs- well. Absolutely. Um, Skeet Ulrich is just <laughs> <laughs> he. I would say he was probably the worst actor out of them all, but I think yeah. it was just intentional because he was supposed to be like he was supposed to be his inconsiderate piece of shit, exactly. but also like I some <laughs> angry teenager yeah. about filled with cum um (laughs) filming took eight weeks three weeks were just for the party scene that's crazy yeah it took 21 days to film that fucking scene that's fucking nuts yeah but i mean it was like a third of the movie that's fucking nuts i can't even i can't handle that well i guess it kind of makes sense because how much light do you possibly have you know what i mean Mm -hmm. for because it's all at nighttime oh i know it's so interesting. Though. I know. I, I like looking at like alternate casting because that's that's just hilarious. I'm curious to see what the what alternate this, casting I know. would be for see, for, for two. two. I know. See how that is. But I. But then uh, also Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling is funny because she is. And then she ended up being the stab. Yeah, she was in Stab, which is the the movie about Scream. The actual the Scream Bar- in Scream Two. Yeah. Yeah. The Woodsboro Murders mm-hmm. or whatever. But that again, which no, is really we'll funny. be covered that in. Yeah, the second we'll get there episode. Yeah, no, that was pretty. I honestly, I really do love this movie. I think it's really great. Oh, it's fantastic. It holds up to this day. I agree. And it's something that uh, it doesn't scare me. No, it no. makes me laugh. If anything, and it's a, pr- a pretty decent story. I would yeah, say some good twists. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I like that one of the characters doesn't have motive. Stu. Yeah. He's Stu just, is just a fucking just, idiot. Exactly. He's just like a fuck up who's just a fucking weird ass motherfucker. And one of them does have motive. And his motive is just so, like... It's just, I'm a mama's boy, okay? Yeah, you and you idiot. took my mama away and from me, so I'm going to take away your mama. vagina mom and your took dad. my papa away from me, <laughs> and my mama ran away. I just can't wait to start talking more about the other ones, because they just get more, like, family, Ridiculous. more and just... 
ridiculous. It's especially just, three. Uh, oh my oh, god. You know, three all, is the fucking worst. They all stay in the same vein. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But I mean, they they're just like worse movies. So it's gonna be more fun to be like, this is stupid. <laughs> but that'll be next week yeah. or next time's episode. So I mean, that's it. That was Scream. Yeah. That's what we think about it. Love it. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening and uh, follow us. us on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. There's an account just for uh, uh, this. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. There's a, <laughs> there's an account for this podcast. Yeah. Dead and bored. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow us. Tweet yeah. at me. Any, sorry. any. <laughs> uh, I just have a soundboard for Teresa. I'm just hitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, follow us. Follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, any requests? Any questions? Anything you want to do? Please tweet at me. Let me know. There's also an email, so you can email me too if you don't want to tweet at me like a weirdo. That's awesome. Yeah. Denboardpod at gmail.com. Say it one more time. I was talking over you. Yes, you were. Denboardpodcast at gmail.com. That sounds like a beautiful. Just beautiful search Twitter, Denboardpodcast, and this will pop up with our fantastic logo. Oh, our logo is so good. I love it. It's great. Thank you, Madeline. We love your little face. You're the best. Probably not listening to this. <laughs> and well, thank I you. Don't blame me, but it's okay. <laughs> So everyone, thanks for listening. Yeah. We appreciate it. We'll see you for episode two. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, oh, God. We'll be right back. I get it from the movie. <laughs>